Okay, good morning, everyone. Sorry for the delay. We have uh, an amazing subject today. Today is Purim Khatan, but we're going to talk about uh, first connecting Parshas Tetzave to the time of the year, Davar Yafa Be'itai. How are we going to connect Parshas Tetzave to the Zeman Hashana? So, Besiyata Deshmaya, these ideas I wrote on the plane last night. So, hopefully, it will be uh, Niskabel. Let's uh, let me try to bring up the Ramakoimais. Here we go. Parsha Tsitsava. Number one, Parsha Tsitsava is almost always the Parsha that we read before uh, the Parsha that we read before Purim. Um, that being the case, because we always read it before Purim, it's uh the it's almost always the Shabbos of the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. So in other words, the Shabbos of Zion Adar, the Shabbos following Zion Adar, is uh, almost always Parshas Tetzaveh. And it's brought in the name of the Gra in the Divrei Eliyahu, in the beginning of Tetzaveh, that uh, as you all know, Parshas Tetzaveh is the one Parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned. Why? Because Parshas Tetzaveh is always the week of Zion Adar, there are only a few rare instances that Parshat Tzitzavah falls out either after Zayin Adar or um, meaning in a different week or in a Shana Mubaras. And <clears throat> um, Hashem foresaw from the beginning of generations, He knew that Zayin Adar and Moshe Rabbein would pass away and therefore Moshe Rabbein's name is not in this week's parsha, to be Miramis to that. So it comes out firstly that parsha Tetzave is uh, very appropriately read this time of the year as what could be more appropriate to the week of Moshe's Petira than the parsha that doesn't have his name. Now, the Megala Amukais in Vaschanan says something out of this world. Okay. Um, does anybody know how many psukim are in this week's parsha? We know there are 101 psukim in this week's parsha. What's the significance of that? You take the word Moshe and you take the hidden letters of the letters Moshe. Moshe is Mem, Shin, He. Moshe is Mem, Shin, He. But Mem is spelled Mem, Mem. And Shin is spelled Shin, Yud, Nun. And Nun is spelled, I'm sorry, He is spelled He, Aleph. And the hidden letters are Mem, um, so in other words, the hidden letter of Mem is a Mem, because Mem is spelled Mem Mem. The, the open letter of Mem is a Mem. In other words, like this. Let's say you want to spell the letter Mem. Mem is spelled Mem Mem. The first Mem is the revealed part of the letter. That's the part that is seen in the spelling of the word. And the silent letter, the letter that's not seen, is the final Mem. So Shin is Shin Yod Nun. The revealed is the shin, the hidden is the yud and the nun. He is he aleph, the revealed is the he, and the hidden is the aleph. So the revealed of Moshe is mem shin he. The hidden is mem yud nun aleph. The gematria of the hidden letters of Moshe, mem yud nun aleph, is kuf aleph, 101. Therefore, when Moshe Abinu was hidden, we have the number 101. So since Moshe Rabbeinu's name does not appear in this week's parsha, and Moshe is hidden, therefore there are 101 psukim in this week's parsha. You get it? You get the connection? 
The, the word Moshe has a revealed part and a hidden part. The revealed is the Mem Shin Hei. The, the hidden is Mem Yud Nun Aleph. And therefore, the, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu is hidden, the number that we're dealing with is 101. That's why there are 101 Psukim in Parshas Tetzaveh. We explained, that's why the Parsha begins, Leha'alois Ner Tamid. To light a Ner always. This, I believe, is a remez that to a Ner Zikarain for the Neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu. Since Parshas Tetzaveh is the Parsha of the Petira of Moshe Rabbeinu, therefore the letters, therefore the letters of, therefore the Parsha begins, Lahalois Ner Tamid, referring to lighting a Ner, so to speak. This week's Parsha is a Ner Tamid from the Neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu. Another idea, if you look in Medrash Talpiyos, in the Erech of Big Day Kahuna, that Achashverosh used Big Day Kahuna. Chazal say, Tiferes Gedula say, that Achashverosh actually utilized Big Day Kahuna in his um, in his quest to make his Suda. And he was trying to be Mavato, the Kedusha of the Big Day Kahuna. By wearing Big Day Kahuna, Achashverosh was trying to be Mavato, the Kedusha of Big Day Kahuna. So therefore we could explain that this is the reason why we read about the Big Day Kahuna in this week's Parsha in, in order to mavatel the um, um, the Tumah of Achashverosh. Achashverosh wanted to mavatel the Kedusha of Big Day Kahuna and therefore we read about the uh, Big Day Kahuna to mavatel the Tumah of Achashverosh. My friend Rabbi Saul Eliezer Levi shared that the Kedusha Slevi says that the word Adar is a lashon of cloak, clothing, Adaras, Malbush. And therefore, mm-hmm. in the month of Adar, we could say we read about the Big Day Kahuna in order to be mischazek <clears throat> in the Indian of Adar, which is a Big Day Kedusha. Now, it's very interesting. The Balaturim points out three times in Tanakh, we have the word Vinishma. Vinishma, and it will be heard. Okay, not Nishma. But Vinishma, three times in Tanakh, we have the word Vinishma. One is in this week's parsha, Vinishma Koiloi Bivoyoi El Hakoidesh. The Balaturim says that the three Vinishmas are number one, Vinishma Koiloi Bivoyoi El Hakoidesh. That could be a reference to Tfila. Your voice will be heard when you come into the sanctuary. You have the word Vinishma, Naase Vinishma. We will do and we will listen. That's referring to Torah. And Vinishma Piskam HaMelech in Megillas Esther, we have the word Vinishma, namely the reading of the Megillah. Says the Balaturim, Vinishma Piskam HaMelech, Bechol Medinois Machusoi Ki Rabahu. Rabba says in the Gemara Megillah that if you have a choice between Mikra Megillah and Talmud Torah, Mikra Megillah takes precedence because if you want to do, know what to do, Vinishma Piskam Hamelech or Nasa Vinishma or Taira, we say Vinishma Piskam Hamelech. Why? Kirabahu. Because Taira is, because Megillah's Esther is greater. Then, 
we, if you want to know what comes first, Tfila Avoida or Mikra Megillah, Mevatlin Avoida Uban Lishmaya Mikra Megillah, because it says, the Nishma Koiloi Bevoyoi El HaKoidash. The Nishma Koiloi Bevoyoi El HaKoidash. Do you do Avoida, Tfila, or in, or do you read the Megillah, Venishma Piskam HaMelech? And the answer is, Venishma Piskam HaMelech, Kirabahu, Tfila is greater. So in this week's parsha, we have the pasuk "Venishma Koyla Bivayala Koydash," from which we learn that when a person's in the middle of doing "Venishma Koyla Bivayala Koydash," nevertheless they stop and they interrupt to hear the Megillah because "Venishma Piskam Hamelach B'Chomal Chusay Kirabahu." So in this week's parsha is the source that Mikra Megillah trumps Avoda. By the way, and where does it say "Nasa Venishma"? That's in Mishpatim, another parsha that we read in Chodesh Adar. Now, we have this week, the first time, the expression called Reach Nichayach. Reach Nichayach means a pleasant aroma. What does that mean, it's a pleasant aroma? How is a carbon a pleasant aroma? Rashi says, I get nachas when you bring a carbon. Why? Because I spoke, I asked you to do something, and you did what I wanted. I spoke, and and you did what I wanted. What do we see from here? From here we see that the greatest nachas ruach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to listen to Him. More than doing anything else, more than any mitzvah, the greatest nachas ruach is to Listen to Hashem. That's something that we always need to bear in mind and something that sometimes we forget. Sometimes we think Hashem wants us to do exceptionally great achievements. The greatest nachas ruach you could do to Hashem is just listen to Him. Now, in most years, the haftarah of this week's parsha is the haftarah of parshas Zachar. And in the haftarah, we usually read that Shaul said, well, I didn't kill Amalek because I made a calculation. And what does Shmuel say? No. Mm. It's better to listen than to bring a good carbon. Better to follow the halacha than to give a big donation. So that's thematic to the parsha, And the idea of reach nichayach, that it brings Hashem nachas when we do His will, is definitely because this time of the year, which normally we have to remember to kill Amalek, and as historically Shaul did, people are in danger of mistakenly making calculations of why this is not correct or it's not the right time. So we read in the parsha, that it's a nachas ruach Hashem when we do his well. Okay. Very interestingly, there is a raya in this week's parsha to a halacha regarding Mishlaich Manois. How so? The Magen Avram brings the Machlaikas. Can you send someone raw meat for Mishlaich Manois? Interesting question. It's not edible right now, but it could be cooked and become edible. The Magen Avram in Sivkat and Yod Aleph brings from the Marshal that it has to be cooked. And the Prichadosh holds I was just in the Livorno on Wednesday and we found the kever of Rabbi Huda Saraf 
who is the Rebbe of the Prichadash. Prichadash in Sivkat Dalit says that as long as the cow is shechted and could be cooked immediately, you could send it for Mishlaich Manais. So some Achroinim, the Chavos Yoyer and the Makarchayim, in some Tafrei Tzadi Hesif Dalet, and the Hamak Sheila in Parshas Vayakel Ois Tes, they bring a Raya from this week's Parsha that a raw meat is considered a Mana. Why? It says in this week's Parsha, Perk Chav Tes, Pasuk Chavav, V'lakachta es hechaza me'el hamiluim asher la'aroin v'hinavta oisay t'nufa l'fnei Hashem v'hayalachalamana. Now Moshe, when he took the portion of meat, it was not cooked. He took raw meat. So from here we see raw meat is called a mana, and therefore the Chavos Yoyer and the Netziv both say that you could be Yoytzei Mishlayach Manois with raw meat. However, I would say that the Raya could be pushed off a little bit. That granted, we see that raw meat is called a mana, but that doesn't mean that you could fulfill the the requirement of Mishloyach Manois with raw meat. Because if the reason for Shach Manos is to ensure that people have food for their Suda, and you want to provide them food for their Suda, maybe if the food is raw, you're not Mekayim the Mitzvah. Not because it's a lack in the Mana, but rather because it is, um, not because it's a lack in the Mitzvah, but because it's not fulfilling the reason of the mitzvah. Okay, one last offering. The parsha ends off, V'chiper aharoin al karnois v'achas b'shana. Aaron will bring atonement on its corners once a year. Rashi says, what does it mean once a year? Rashi says, An yom ha-kippurim. Now, we already mentioned, most years, parsha tzitzava is the Shabbos before Purim. So isn't it significant that the parsha concludes with the avoidah of Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim, like in Tikkun Zayar it teaches us. So the parsha ends off the kapara of Yom Kippur in order to teach us that there's a connection between this time of the year, Purim, and Yom Kippur. Okay, that is offering number one, Davar Yafe Beitai. Rabbi, yes. The gematria 